0: Yeah, you busy day yesterday, Al. You got a lot of things going on yesterday. A baseball game, you've got the dinner going on, you've yeah, got a pregame lot. today. You're, yeah. you're a very busy man all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, to be honest with you, the fact that I'm here right now, um, yeah, I just uh, I had to squeeze it into my schedule. Okay, I'm lying to you there. Um, it, was, uh, it was kind of, kind of I was I was running a tight tight ship yesterday. You know, when we finished the show, we were still on air doing Super Crosstalk. Guess what inning the Rockies and the Reds were in, who, by the way, the Rockies, I did not know this, are now half a game behind the Padres.
0: <laughs> oh, I knew. And if I would have known that,
1: then <laughs> I would have been cheering for the Reds yesterday. It was a, it was fifth inning when we're still doing our show.
0: Oh, so you got there with just a little bit left, right? Did so you stay in the end?
1: Well, now I'm panicking because now I'm like, what time do they close the ticket office? Oh, sure. Beers are done at 7, uh, seventh inning, right? So... Uh, right when we finished, I ordered an Uber, got straight out there, uh, went to go get my tickets. Uh, by the way, shout out to Travis and Emily for telling me don't do it on Ticketmaster. No, of course not. $4.
0: Yeah. Yeah. $4. I'm, honestly, you might have gotten ripped off. That <laughs> $4 seems aggressive for what for what, what are we talking about? Three or four innings of baseball yep. to go see two teams that both stink. $4, yep. I think you got taken to the hoop, Al.
1: All right, so four dollars. I told the guy. I got to the box office uh, line. You could imagine how long the line I'm sure was wrapped around the stadium.
0: <laughs> so he I get asleep. to the.
1: I get to the. Uh, I get to the box office, and I'm like, um, "Listen, never been here before. Honestly, I just want to walk around, have a beer, and a hot dog. So cheapest ticket you got? It's almost as if he knew I was coming, and he's like, 4 dollars, buddy. I got you." Uh, <laughs> So the big transaction goes down. Uh, Wells Fargo calls me and says, Hey, did you make this purchase for $4? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did make it because it was, it was in Denver. So Fraud I just want to. Fraud <laughs> alert. I yeah. just want to make sure that, you know, that this was you. That's um, get, get, into, uh, get into the stadium. So I, I mentioned to you, I'm still doing the show. It's the fifth inning, it's the top of the fifth. Okay. I got there, and by the time um, I start walking around, it's bottom of the fifth. The game – yeah, the game – I got there was 5-1 Reds. Okay. By the time the bottom of the fifth finished, it was 5-5. Oh, okay. So I had some time. Now it's like, all right, now I have plenty of time. Um, I thought I was, like, rushing to begin with. Uh, eventually i think 11-7 maybe the final score 11-6 i can't remember so i got to see 11 runs of colorado rockies baseball <laughs> if anybody cares about that yeah
0: i was going to say that's a, i'm more interested in you sent the picture you had a nice little uh, beer going on in your mm-hmm. pick, it looked like a beautiful day out there was it just the oh, one and, it looked like it it looked amazing yeah was it just the one and done blue moon that you had or did you did you double dip what are we talking about
1: no did didn't double i'll tell you exactly what i did so i i kind of took a lap around i want to see by the way Very nice ballpark. Oh, it's great. Beautiful ballpark. It's a great spot. Um, So I I took a lap around, and then um, we're getting in the six here, so I'm like, i got to hurry up and get the beer just to make sure here that I could get one. Um, Got a bratwurst, got peanuts, and I got my blue moon. And something really random happened. So there it said 22,000 people were at the game
0: not okay. Uh, yeah okay uh,
1: just just so you know if, sure? if, if i have to just throw out the number that they officially put out there
0: well 22,001 i don't think they had your head count but when you came in the fifth inning they hadn't counted you yet
1: they said they said 22,000 and there's probably i don't know seven eight thousand i'm assuming something oh. like that I, I i i don't know how they get to the 22 number but right. all right we'll leave it alone so i decide um I, i'm not even paying attention to where my seat is i'm like there's there's all these seats. I mean, I, I'll be fine. Nobody's going to tell me, hey, you got to get up and go. So I find a section, um, third base side, foul, uh, be- beyond the foul pole line, but by the foul pole, so I'm, I'm basically in the outfield, oh, okay. right? Yeah, 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 So I'm, I'm over um, in, in left field, let's say. When you say so,
0: foul, I'm like, well, aren't all the seats in foul territory? <laughs> or at least you're in the outfield. <laughs> you're catching home runs. Like, I don't know. If you, maybe they do it differently in Denver.
1: So I'm all the way out there, and now I'm just – when I sent you guys a picture, that that was my seat, right? So I'm yeah. enjoying my beer, I'm enjoying the, the dog, and I'm enjoying – Peanuts, which by far are jam? the most are the most addicting thing you could possibly eat, and I you ate it every, everyone. I going to say, you eat the whole bag? Awful idea. <laughs> I mean, just halfway through, I'm like, that's <clears throat> that's plenty of peanuts. I don't need any more peanuts. But there I was eating the peanuts. That's
0: when you got to either just throw them in the trash or go move to a different seat. <laughs> Right, just because if they're sitting in front of you, if they're in your lap, there's not a person alive that has a bag of peanuts within arm's reach that doesn't continue to eat the peanuts. yummy know times?
1: You know how many times I said, "Okay, that's it. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't need any anymore." And <laughs> you then beer the beer left
0: too. You got to drink. What are you going to not eat the peanuts with the beer?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like a one sure one is. for one, right? So you just kind of you're, you're using that route. Trav, I'm not kidding when I tell you. This. I'm not trying to be dramatic here. When I tell you, in front of me, there was let's say. 20 additional rows and there was probably three or four people behind me let's say there's 10 more rows and let's just say again three or four more people to my right to my left this is the section that i'm in okay yep can you believe an usher came
0: up to me no he did
1: <laughs>
0: no way what did he just want to talk or was he actually going to try to move you out of your seat were you okay? Let me ask you this: You are yeah. nowhere near the ticket that you bought, right? You just plopped yourself down.
1: I w- I wasn't near, but I also was not in good seats. Yeah, like, you I just
0: sitting behind the on deck circle.
1: No, I'm in the sun. I'm. I decided I'm just going to park right here, and yeah. when I see 380 seats around me available, I'm like, all right, well, I don't think I'm <laughs> I'm interrupting anybody here, so I'm going to. This is where I'm going to sit. So. At that point, I had finished. Uh, I, I was still finishing my beer, but the peanuts were done. the The dog was. So I'm just kind of sitting and, and relaxing, <laughs> watching Rockies baseball. This usher comes in and says, "Excuse me, sir. Um, are these Are these your actual seats?" And I said, um, "No, they're not." And he goes, "I'm going to have to ask you to leave."
0: You've got to be kidding
1: me! I no, listen. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, and I'm. Looking Did you at look him, at
0: him like with a smile on your face? Like, are you really asking me to move out of this seat? I thought for a second. I was like, "Oh, he's joking." Yeah, like,
1: this is a that's a really good personality for an usher to have. There's <laughs> all these seats available. Me, there's nobody there.
0: <laughs> there's all these seats available. Have to do
1: so. I look at him and I'm like, um, "Are you are you being serious?" <laughs> like I, I didn't I didn't understand. And he's being serious. There is no joke to this. I'm like, "Listen, this is the first time I've been to the stadium." Go Reds! I'm, I'm literally just going to be here for a couple of innings, and then I'm out of here. And he looks at me in the eyes and says, "I'll let you this time, but next time you can't do it." And I'm just like, <laughs> "What? What was this exchange that we just had?" And next then he time? just... And then he turned his back and went the other way. And I'm like, "What? What just happened here?"
0: I, I, I'm flying. So, so, okay, power trip. There has to be somebody that has worked at the Coliseum, at SoFi, at Dodger Stadium, the Big A. So one of the. Dozens of stadiums we have her around Los Angeles. Somebody yeah. explain to me the rationale of what happened to Al yesterday. So I'm not crazy. No, of course you're not crazy.
2: Was this a pimply faced 19 year old kid or was it?
1: No. Older dude, um you know the worst part about it as well. Like Travis,
3: age like sixty <laughs> nine. That's okay. enough. Energy. All right, all right. Let's
1: take a breather here. It's early. Let's but wait till you, the eleven o'clock Kurt, hour. Kurt Let's wait Sandoval
0: till noon. Is the one that insults my my age. Kurt Sandoval is the one that thought that I was sixty two years old. You don't have to make it worse by repeating what he said.
3: I don't know. I'm just calling it how I see it. But anyway, how old was this guy? I okay,
1: know. so uh, he was um I don't know, probably in his late fifties or something like that, but. The the worst part is there were moments during – I'm basically sitting in these seats for about two innings because then I wanted to go to the purple seats, the mile high, which was an awful idea. I couldn't breathe at all. (laughs) Uh, But I just basically felt like I need to take a picture here, so I did. But one inning before, he was telling people – and I'm assuming here he's always in this section so he knows who are season ticket holders, whatever the case is – he was tell- He's taking Who groups of like cares? He's taking groups of like four and six people and saying, hey, why don't you guys move up a little bit closer, and it's shade. So he's moving people from the section I'm in to give them better seats and shade. I'm like, ah, maybe he'll come to me, and even if he does, no, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to sit here for a couple of innings, and then I'm going to go um, basically go hike a mountain to get up <laughs> to the mile-high mile seats. So, I mean, listen. The game was awesome. This well, the game. Let me. Uh, the game was nothing. The stadium was really nice. Well, the game
0: was something. I don't mean to, to cut you off, but the game was something. The game allowed them to get a little closer to the podcast. A little closer to the so, podcast. So it was. Uh, as yeah. far as the Rockies were concerned, it was a big win because now they're only a game away from not being in last place by themselves.
1: <laughs> that part is true. I don't know what the Reds' record is.
3: Did you see Dinger?
1: Did I see what? Dinger, Dinger, the the mascot mascot
3: for the Colorado Rockies.
1: Yeah, I saw him actually at the end of the game, took a couple awful pictures. I was like four sections up, (laughs) so I couldn't even. But I did see him, and as ridiculous as he looked in the photos when we were talking about mascots, he was as ridiculous on the field doing whatever he was doing. So there's my course Field That's, experience right there. That,
0: I'm glad you went. I'm glad you yeah. got your dog. I'm glad you got your beer. Beautiful and your stadium. It's a awesome great stadium. ballpark for sure. Yep. That usher needs to shake himself. Who, Unbelievable. I, I need somebody to inform me, 877-710-ESPN, on what it is that you needed to move someone in Al's situation out of their actual seat because sincerely, truthfully, who cares? So, what R- difference R- does it make?
3: Rich A. has an idea. So he says, were you wearing any Lakers gear? That might have been the reason oh, the that homeboy was picking on point. you.
0: Nothing.
1: Uh, completely really? neutral. Just, uh, just went out there to go enjoy a game. Had a t-shirt on that said nothing on it. It was literally, you would have no idea whether and, I was.
0: And an Anthony Peeler jersey over the top of the
1: t-shirt. I didn't. My Peeler jersey, <laughs> I forgot it. I All forgot right. the Peeler jersey. All right,
0: speaking of. I'm, I'm going to
1: send you because I took a photo of him no of the seats in front of me I think how open it was
0: well the picture you sent us there was nothing but it was a sea of empty seats there was nothing but empty seats
1: yeah actually that's that's because I I had to call my cousin Slee and I'm like this really happened (laughs) so I had to give him that so he's like send me a photo of what's in front of you there was nothing in front of me
0: that is great all right speaking of the Lakers they get going game two tonight later on Al of course has pregame show he's in Denver for all of this Mike Malone I think tipped his hand a little bit, Slee. I think that he let us know how he's actually feeling without actually trying to do it. That's coming up next. It's Travin Slee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
4: You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: Must be 21-plus
0: and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: All right, Lakers and uh, Denver Nuggets. Um, I'm live in Denver right now. T-Raj, we just spent a little time talking about my Coors Field experience. I'm going to put this up on Twitter. I'm going to show everybody just how many seats are in front of me. Yeah. And then they could figure out what what, uh, exactly the ushers. What was kind of the strategy there? Em, I think you just mentioned Brian in Denver is an usher at Coors Field. He's calling in right now. What's going on, Brian?
4: Hey uh yeah so I'm not an usher but I, I have friends that are ushers uh at Coors Field and I, I go several uh times a year the beautiful stadium uh but I usually they they leave you alone you know unless uh someone else uh brings something up or or they think you're in someone else's seat um I've never been ticketed I usually sit around the first or third baseline uh but um you know they're pretty chill they usually check right at the top of when you enter but after that they pretty pretty much leave you alone kind of shocking that they would uh come and just
1: you know try to get I think you they know. like me so <laughs> i mean that, that nothing of what brian just said right there sounds like people get uh get uh poked at
0: there's no reason and it, look i understand if you were the only person in a section that had nobody in it like literally you are the only person there and you're sitting there flicking peanut shells on the ground, and they're like, I don't want to have to have the janitor. If we can just keep this entire section clean, we don't have to send anybody in there to clean it up, whatever it be. But short of something like that, what what, what is – the usher doesn't care. It's not his seat. There's nobody else that you're preventing from seeing the game. I have a fairly – I think I think I have a fairly good feel sleeve for you were probably not being obnoxious and bothering anybody. I think you were probably minding your own business. I had my shirt I, off. I, yeah. Does that I, count? There there's nothing that you were doing that would have required you to be moved out of that spot. It's just it's it's lunacy. It's lunacy. You should have fought the guy.
1: <laughs> well, just... Here is the thing: it was it was just close enough to where I didn't know am I winning this fight or not. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to just be extra cautious.
3: Got to pull out of Karen sometimes. You got to be like, okay, really, really, can I speak to your manager, I, I, please?
0: I understand that you technically are. That's not your seat that you paid. But who gives a you know what? And anyway, anyway, let's talk a little bit about where the Lakers are heading into tonight's game. And the Lakers are fine. Everybody that you talk to listen to see on television read on in a newspaper or online is saying no lakers are in a really good spot lakers are fine the lakers figured some stuff out with jokic did they we'll find out in a few hours the question that i have Slee, is This is a really weird sense where everybody feels really good about what happened, only now all of a sudden you kind of have to win tonight because all of those great feelings, all of that, oh, no, we played really well. Our defense, our rebounding will be better. They're not going to shoot like this. Okay, fine. You better be right. (laughs) <laughs> With it, you, Alan Slezak, me, Travis, everybody that said, "Oh, Lakers actually figured some stuff out." We better have been right about that because if they lose again, whether it's by one or by forty, it doesn't matter. You're down two zero. There's five games left. You got to find a way to win four of them. This is a massive game. It's the biggest game they've played in the playoffs so far, and they need to find a way to keep those good vibes going because you lose tonight, whatever you felt great about on on Tuesday is gone.
1: So I, I actually feel good about tonight. I do. But it, what you just said right there, I also have – there's some nervousness because falling down 0-2 to the Denver Nuggets, who have a great team, have great home court advantage, um, there are a lot of advantages that the Denver Nuggets have. I, I'm not I, – I look at it this way. Let's use the Lakers and the Warriors in game six. They didn't have to win game six. They still had another game. Mm-hmm. So you, you felt good about walking into game six, but at the same time in the back of your head – hey, they lose this game, it it all comes down to a Sunday game in San Francisco, and and it could be the end of the season. I I think tonight, for me, a couple things stand out. You're right, they figured something out towards the end of the game. It looked like the Denver Nuggets felt a lot of pressure in that last four or five minutes where they really kind of know what they were doing. They were just looking at the clock saying, all right, three minutes left. All right, two and a half minutes left. They were just waiting for that clock to tick down. Um, There's been a little bit of it almost feels like the momentum has swung too much to the Lakers. I agree. That that because they closed out the game the way they did, it's like, ah, everything is fine. Why would it be fine? You're still in a desperate situation. You're still trying to, you know, obviously tie the series up one apiece. Um, I I get that. I, I understand that standpoint of there was so much momentum towards the end of that game. They had a chance to win it. It would have been an absolute backbreaker for the Denver Nuggets if they lost it. But Denver still won the game. It's still one to nothing, Denver,
0: right? Yes.
1: Like, I think it's easy to forget that
0: it's one to nothing, Denver. And if they win today, which by the way, the Nuggets have not lost a home playoff game this season, the Lakers it's, it's that what's that thing? It's not a must win, but it's a can't lose. We're, we're kind of in that territory because if you fall behind, we know what happens after that. Now you have to win Game Three. You have to win Game Four, or this thing is a wrap. And The idea of getting a split on the road, well, sure, it's really easy to feel good about that when you win game one. Now, all of a sudden, when you don't win game one, it's not get a split on the road. It's we have to win game two or we're in a virtual no-win situation moving forward. And I know the cliche, a series doesn't start until somebody wins on the other guy's court. Okay, fine. That's one way to look at it. The other way is the Denver Nuggets are the number one seed in the West. The yep. Denver Nuggets, and we're assuming a Nuggets win tonight, right? They're two and zero at home. They're now eight and zero, or six and zero in the playoffs at this point. And you're telling me that you're going to beat that team four out of five times, and you're going to have to find a way to win a game in their building when they haven't lost a single game in their building all playoff long. That's true too. That that I get that you have to, you know, if somebody's got to win on the other guy's court, the Nuggets don't. The the, the Nuggets just need to continue doing what they're doing. This is huge for the Lakers tonight. It's not – they can win the series if they lose tonight, but it goes from – I think the Lakers are going to win the series to now something weird kind of happens for them to win the series.
1: First off, the the voice of the guy that says the series doesn't start until you win – was that me? Because I feel like little it was bit. a little okay. It was I, like it was like I feel like I've said that before, <laughs> and it was a little annoying. And I'm like, that might be me.
0: It was like 88 percent UCLA fan, 12 percent Sliwa. <laughs> I think I think I think that's what it was. Not um, entirely you, but there was a little bit of I was channeling a little bit of Al in there.
1: Okay, I, I'm I'm with you on this. I, I actually I, I hear a lot of people saying, "Hey, if Lakers lose this game, it's a wrap. They're not winning 4-5 against Denver. They can't fall down 2-0." Um, I'm actually not buying that. I, I think if, if the Nuggets do win tonight and they hold serve, um, I guess it, it's a, a lot of it is going to also depend on how the game goes. And sure. I mean, if, listen, if the Nuggets won by 20 again – Does it, it matter,
0: just, Al? If they're down 2-0 and let's say the Nuggets hit a sh- – KCP knocks down a jumper at the, at the horn, does it matter?
1: Th- this is the only reason why it matters. If it goes like game one did, but there is no late comeback for the Lakers, that's a little demoralizing. And, and – what you just described, maybe it's more demoralizing if you're in the game and then KCP hits a jumper at the end and you lose the game by two. Maybe that's even more demoralizing because now you're down 2-0 and that's two straight games that you had a chance to win. Um, but I, I, the only reason why I say that, I, I looking at the matchup with the Nuggets, I like the way the Lakers match up against Denver. And if there's one thing that the Lakers have and they're able to do that a lot of other teams in the league can't, Lakers can adjust to everything they got enough personnel to say we can go small against the Warriors, we can go big against the Denver Nuggets, we can so I, I don't think the world the challenge gets so much tougher if they obviously don't win tonight, but I don't think the series is over. However, with all that being said, I like the Lakers in this position because I haven't really seen it that much. Mm. I haven't seen the Lakers in a spot where now you gotta win one. Yeah. I haven't seen them in a position before – we've said this in the past with Memphis and the Golden State Warriors – those teams were always chasing the Lakers.
0: And they took it off the table on the opening night, right? This idea we got to win one in their building. Okay, fine. We're done with that. They took it off on the very first night. You win tonight, it's it's virtually the same thing. It's like, look, we ended. It's not where, okay, now it's got to be five or it's got to be seven. Games five and seven are much harder than games one and two. They're much more challenging to go try to rip one of those games. So tonight, you're right that the Lakers have been able to, okay, we're exactly where we want to be. Win tonight and they're exactly where they want to be lose tonight and you're in absolutely uncharted territory
3: and that being said too uh the lakers this uh postseason have been great following a loss so they're a perfect 4-0 and in games following a loss and winning all four of those games by double digits so again i don't think mm. the caliber of opponent is very different than no the doubt. memphis grizzlies and the warriors but that being said they adjust they come something. out firing and they can they're they're resilient
0: So there's this too, Al. And Mike Malone, Michael Malone, excuse me. I know he prefers the uh, formal uh, version of his name. Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, was talking about what you and I spent all day yesterday talking about, which is why is everybody so fired up about the Lakers despite the fact that they're down 0-1. Here's the head coach of the Nuggets. There's this kind of discussion being based that, like, even though the Lakers lost, you know, they're walking out of here last night like they think they've got something. I'll bet you. Every red penny I have, that Darvin Ham would rather be up one zero than down 0-1. So for us to be able to watch film after a win and show all the things that we did poorly is a great situa- situation to be in. Okay, he's, you heard that, and there was also, was like, well, everybody's talking about how they figured something out. Like, we haven't seen them go with a guy like Hachimura on Jokic before. You don't think we've seen something like mm-hmm. that? He's telling on himself a little bit. He's telling them, like, well, I mean, we're the ones up one to nothing. They're the ones down. You don't think Darvin Ham would rather be up one than down 0-1? You don't think we've seen anything like that before? I, I do think there's a little bit of a tell on themselves that – even he realizes that that game one went a certain way. That despite the fact that Denver won, the Lakers, Laker fans, basketball people at large are like, no, they're actually okay. That yeah, they're down 0-1, but this is not the Suns. This is not the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lakers are still very much in this series. I thought Malone really told on himself there.
1: Let, let me. What, what would you if? Um, what would you have liked to hear him say? Because I, I I think. By the way, he is right. A lot of the chatter is about Denver escaping game one, mm-hmm. not Denver playing. But they did escape. They did escape. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and and they played three and a half great quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just looking at that clock. Four, four minutes left to go. Jeez, yeah. Here. Okay, two and a half left to go. Oh, yeah. my gosh. here. But what I'm, I'm trying to think here, based on how that game ended, what? What would you have liked to hear from him? That would have been different.
0: I, I just think you can play it really straight. Look, we're up one to nothing. We like where we are. We're going to continue to make adjustments. It's a long series. There's a long way to go. Mm. I think we, I, I really like our position. But to talk about, Doe, I'd rather be in my spot than his spot. Where well, you don't think we've ever seen an adjustment. It was just. It was very odd. The the more you push back on a thing the more I'm sure that it actually bothers you or you're actually worried about that. it. Not one of those, hey, what do you think about Hachimura? Yeah, it was a good move. It was good. You know, It's up to us to figure out what to do to counterbalance that. It's up Let- to us to figure out a way to play better down the stretch. I'm glad we won. I like the position we're in, but we got to clean some stuff up. Let's That's put very it different. Way. Let's
1: put it this way. I don't think there's a Laker walking into tonight's game with any doubt that, okay, let's go. We, we, we saw game one. We got a chance to feel each other out. We felt like we put ourselves in a position to win game one, uh, but we didn't get it. All right, we're ready for game two. Yeah,
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get
2: $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with
0: code 8 SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Called the number sleeve, didn't get an answer, did not win the pizza. Just just saying. Somebody else got it. I, I Call was, number 19. I was unsuccessful in getting the uh, 100 bucks from Pizza Hut. Who,
3: who did win was Roland Roan in Los Angeles, and he was saying he this is the first time he ever listened to the show, and he's going to be a loyal listener there you from go. now on. Well, All sure. Right. You, you you flip on your radio,
0: and you get $100 to Pizza Hut. That's a good way. That sounds like a, a good way to get develop some audience sleep.
1: This guy in a week is going to be like, I haven't won anything in a week. Why am I still listening to these guys? Yeah, why
0: not? Why not? Right? Let's try a few of these phone calls. Get Laker fans' feelings on what's going on tonight. Uh, do we still feel great about Tuesday night? Are we a little nervous heading into Game Two along the way? And how big of a deal is it? Let's start in Orange County, my neck of the woods. Martin in Orange County, what's up, Martin?
4: Hey, Sling Trav, best show out there, man. I love you guys.
0: Like you too, Martin. Um,
4: I, I I have I have to agree with you, man. That 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 Malone, the coach from Denver, just sounded a little bit too nervous to me. I've never heard a head coach up 1-0 talking about, oh, well, you think you figured something out? You think we <laughs> yeah. haven't seen this before? No, you haven't seen this before. You haven't seen a player with a wingspan of Ryu defending him like he has. No, you haven't seen the the capability of Anthony Davis coming to the double team and blocking those passing lanes. So be prepared for what you're going to see tonight. I was so nervous about this Denver series from the beginning of the playoffs. This was a team I was afraid of. After game one, I'm not afraid no more. We can beat this team. And when Malone comes out and talks like he does, it makes me believe he knows we can beat this team. So I just want to say, Laker fans, get geared up tonight and let's go. Thank you, guys. I'm out.
1: Appreciate the call. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Trev. I'm going to throw something your way. And I think this is – you know how we talk about – Hey, does Joker, does Jamal Murray, does Michael Porter, do some of these guys feel a little bit of pressure because they're the number one seed? Mm-hmm. The Fran- Listen, the franchise has never been to the NBA Finals. This is a incredibly big moment for Denver, for Colorado. Like This is this is big time for them. Mike Malone, and I, I, I'm not asking, to, I'm just seeing if you knew this because I did not know this. Do you know how long he's been the coach for the Denver Nuggets? Do you know what year he started?
0: I, I want to say this is his seventh or eighth season, something like that. 2015,
1: okay? So this is no, so right? uh, oh, I got it right. Eight, I think eight yeah. or something like that, right? The reason why I bring that up, um, Travis was right. We had <laughs> we had somebody uh, we had um, uh, somebody come on Denver Gazette pregame show a couple days ago, and I asked, is, is there pressure on? What if they don't get to the NBA Finals? You're a number one seed. It's not like he got there in 2020, right? Right, he's been there for a little bit. Is there some pressure on on Michael Malone if they don't make it to the NBA Finals that? Maybe he could end up like a Budenholzer or a, 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 a nurse coaches or Doc fired, Rivers, yeah.
0: Doc Nurse, Budenholzer, uh, Monty, Monty Williams. Williams. Yeah, they've been they've been taking out guys that have had a lot of success.
1: Think about think about his position too. Of and I, I'm not I'm not trying to tie this into his quote. What I'm trying to tell you is, of course, there's pressure on Michael Malone. Of course, there's pressure on the Denver Nuggets. And any time a team feels that even though they lost the game, hey, I think we figured some stuff out. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find out tonight if Lakers mm-hmm. figured some stuff out or not. But I whether he whether he's trying to show that you know, there's a pressure nerve I guarantee you there's pressure on that entire organization, including Michael Malone.
0: I, I just thought it was so odd that he went out of his way to we've never seen that before like yeah of of course you have of course you've seen it before this is the nba all it is is adjusting to what the other guy does right you go i go you go i go that's what being a head coach in this league is is reacting to the move that was done if you're having success the other guy moves first right and then you react to the move that's what this is that he had such a unusual reaction to it Well, i'd rather be up 1-0 than 0-1 well of course why it was just the the nature of the response that was so peculiar to me
3: one thing all these things are fine of reasons to be both confident and to, to doubt what michael malone has to say but i think the biggest x factor to me is whether or not ad can give another a plus performance because we got an a plus performance in game one and they lost and we've been seeing the pattern through the postseason so far that it's not you're only gonna get so many a plus days out of ad
0: yeah and but i yes i'm with you but i don't know if you got to get an a plus like you got if you get a b plus or an a and your defense is just better then i think that those two things counteract each other right that you can like let's to to use the grade thing You don't have to have a 5.0 GPA to win this game. You need to have something around a 3.8, and you can get a C on your offensive test as long as you get an A back on that other test, right? Their defense was terrible in the first quarter. Their defense wasn't very good in the second quarter. They started the wrong five guys at the game. You fix that, that brings your GPA up automatically. It's going to allow Anthony Davis and maybe Austin Reeves, who shot the lights out in that game as well, to be more typical. And they can still find a way to win the game. They don't have to score 126 points again to win this game. If in fact, if they do score 126 points and and it's close, they're probably going to lose. This game needs to be played in the 10 somethings, the low teens. That's where the Lakers need to be. It's not necessarily an offensive problem as much as it is a fix the defensing and rebounding problem.
1: Lakers have a style. They have a blueprint of how they got to the Western Conference Finals. So did so did the Denver Nuggets. Game one was the Nuggets style. The Lakers yeah. had to adjust to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Ireland was mentioning this yesterday, and and you had talked about it. You said, hey, do you have confidence the Lakers are going to hit 90% of their free throws? Are they going to hit... 46% like,
0: the, of their threes. Their
1: threes, right? All that stuff. Well, the Lakers don't want to be in a shootout. No. That's not the Los Angeles Lakers. So it, whether AD has 40 points or or AD has 25, but he's got three blocks and three steals, I'm not as concerned from an offensive perspective. Get some stops. That's who you are. That's that's how you're in the Western Conference Finals.
0: Let's try another one. Hawthorne, next stop. Skyler. Skyler, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. Love
4: the show. I just want to tell you that I'm not – I think we're going to win tonight, but I'm not concerned if we don't because we're going to protect our home floor and then all the pressure is going to go back on these guys and we already know what happens when the pressure's on them. They melt. So we're going to crush them game five and then we're going to come back and it's going to be a sweet
0: game six. What do you think? Well, I I like half of what you said, Sky. I I like the part about where the pressure affected the Nuggets adversely. I couldn't agree with you more. They puckered so hard – at the end of that game, in game one. They they were absolutely tight as a Even tip. Joker. Everybody. Even Joker. The coach, yeah. Joker, Murray, everybody was this, are we really going to blow this game? Everyone was feeling that moment. The other part that I don't d- agree with what, what you said, Sky, is that oh, if the Lakers win tonight, they're fine. They're not. They're not. They're, they're not dead, but they're in big trouble. Because, again, I get it everybody wins at home until somebody wins on the road it's not a, okay that's fine the Nuggets are the number one seed they've been very good in the playoffs and if they if the Nuggets win tonight now what you're asking the Lakers to do is something that's extremely no unlikely for error. to happen no
1: margin for error
0: beat them four times in five games that's even as good as the Lakers have played that's a really tough ta- is it impossible absolutely not would you bet on it absolutely not the Lakers need to win tonight if the Lakers win tonight, they take complete control of the series. They feel great. All of that positive energy coming out of game one is still there. If not, it's like, we have, well, so much for feeling good. We're down 0-2 and we got to win 4-5. or five.
1: Don't do the whole, you just did it again, where you started saying, you got to win, you know, the series doesn't start until somebody wins on the road. But then you didn't have the voice impression. That got you got a little so bit, if, didn't I? No, but if you're going to do it, let's do
0: it. We want to do it. <laughs> that's it's like a it's like a half-hearted effort at all. All right, who who starts? Rui's got to start, right? The, the, look, at AD LeBron, um you you've got is, Reeves. Is D'Lo a guarantee? No, I don't think he I is. I don't think he is either. I don't think he is. That Rui, Rui is Rui is your fourth guy, right? So Reeves, LeBron, AD, Rui, and that fifth spot I think is What are we looking for? You want Schroeder in there, who's got a lot more dog in him than D'Angelo Russell does, or do you put Russell in there, who's a better scorer than Schroeder is? He's a better shooter than than Schroeder is. Um, That's hard to say, by the way, shooter, Schroeder. Do you go that way? I I think that defense, especially considering what we saw off the jump in in game one, is more important than offense. I agree with that. I I think I'm going to put Schroeder in that last spot.
1: So I I think Vando could still potentially get the start.
0: Why do you think so?
1: Um. Okay, a couple reasons. Number one, you're, if you play your best five, which I think the best five is with Rui, you just become really thin off the bench. So I, I that's the, my only reason. I think you're going to get enough offense between LeBron, Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, and you decide what you do with that other player, whether it's D'Lo or one of these other guys. Vanderbilt also falls directly into the mold that you're talking about. I don't need the ball. I'm just here to play defense and grab rebounds. And if the Lakers struggled in one area in the first half they- – Is he
0: strong enough to lean on, on Jokic like that, though? I mean, he, um, he's, a, he's a good defender. He's had moments, but Rui's just so damn big and I don't strong. Know,
1: I don't know if he would go on Jokic. I think they would still start AD on Jokic. Wouldn't where they would either. probably throw Vanderbilt. Um, they might try to go big on Jamal Murray. Hmm. I saw I saw Draymond mention this in his podcast, which I think is interesting. Remember, Lakers were doing this; they were putting Vando on Steph, they were putting Vando on Ja Morant. Don't be surprised if they try to use Vando in that light. And Trav, here's the thing: to start the game, it's not like the only thing you don't want to start the game is that you're down ten or twelve by the time, by the by the time you get to the end of the first quarter. All you gotta do is kind of hang around the beginning, start boxing out, start grabbing some rebounds, and just don't fall behind. I'm with you that I would rather have defense starting the game than offense.
0: Hey, did you see you with Smitty coming up next? It's Travis Slee, seven ten, ESPN. Slee, we I don't just because you went to the baseball game yesterday and you got a great story doesn't mean that I'm not gonna ask about the dinner that took place yep. last night. I just want to make sure that you're prepared to tell me that story as well.
1: You know, you have um you have kind of find it fine tuned an angle of my life where you're looking for more details. Yes. So I feel like I've got good details Excellent. of what the dinner was like, the food that we ate, some of the conversation. Excellent. So whenever you're Excellent. ready.
0: You should take notes <laughs> <You> should t- <laughs> and email them to me at the end of the night and we'll, we'll create some stories. I'm taking
1: voice notes at dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Taylor, what do you got for us? Okay, guys, did you see that a list of the most common sports cars in the U.S. had Ford Mustangs, and Dodge Challenger's at the top of the list. So it seems like a Mustang is always cutting me off in traffic. And I want to know, Trav, what's one vehicle that you associate with a-hole drivers?
0: You know what's funny is that the Dodge Challenger is the answer I was going to give before you even said it. That I think it's... I think it's the noise that comes along with the Challenger, right? It's got like that old-school rumble that when somebody hits the gas, it makes that muscle car, that sound that comes out of it. And they always seem to sneak up on me. I never see them coming. They go by me at 100 miles an hour. Like you know, Slee, I drive like an old lady, so I'm yep. always getting passed with aggressive people. Uh, the Challenger is the answer for me where people are they are just so darn loud.
2: What about you, Slee?
1: Um, definitely the Prius, those mm. A-holes. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right, it's, so it's up
2: there. I don't know.
1: Uh, uh, I, at least I haven't had issues with that. When I'm, when I'm driving, and Trav, I'm with you. I, I, I'm going 70 and a 65. I'm just uh, enjoying my drive. I got my hands on the 10 and the 2. And when I look in my rearview mirror and all of a sudden I see a car just come. By the way, what drives me crazy about this is because – It's so freaking unsafe. I don't care if you don't care about your life, but what (laughs) about everybody else? (laughs) What about everybody else that's on the road? I feel like there's a lot of BMWs that I see that have this going fast and then find a way at the last second to get into the next lane. I've told you this before. I'm a honker. If you do that to me, Good I honk. Luck. I might even flash you a couple times. I might even give you the high beams a couple times.
0: I have not I'm, I'm, I'm glad you specified on how to flash. I'm like, you do you do what? Yeah, I'm like that seems aggressive. Now, I
1: have not I've yet to be in a situation where somebody then says, "You want to play that game?" So, maybe that will change if somebody does do that. But I feel like a BMW is what I see most of the time, and then any car with a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that you're a honker, Slee. I, <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't know what else to do. There's nothing else
0: I could do.
2: Say what you will about LA traffic, but there's not a lot of honkers, really. No, It's not something well, that people do.
0: I'm not even trying to be funny. Honking escalates. Dangerously.
2: And, and Living on the
0: edge. It goes from, hey, you cut me off, to I'm honking because I don't like being cut off, to I'm going to throw you the bird to shots fired. Okay. It, it escalates quickly. My girl
1: always says, like, really? Are you really honking? And I'm like, it's the only thing I could do. Are you do. just laying on it do or are you doing, else? like, a
2: couple little pumps?
1: No, I lay on it for a second.
3: I think I think honking is acceptable <laughs> if you can tell that person the light turned green and they are not paying attention because that's just like a hey that's up, a bud? little beep, yeah yeah a- exactly a- a- the
1: green, some people the- are a holes about that the by the,
0: the light's green beep beep and then there's the cut me off bah! there's a, there's a difference between those two things
2: I was looking at my phone right all right guys did you see that this year we'll be celebrating the 200th anniversary of the invention of the lighter wow. Oh. So, this may seem like a pretty unimportant invention in the grand scheme of things, but Slee, what invention do you think had the biggest impact on humanity? And that's not the law Okay,
1: so this is what people say, right? The wheel, fire, um, the internet, right? Like, just the way now we're able for... I'm, I'm, I'm just going to use internet because this is how we live our lives. It's pretty cool. Um, the the... This the mere fact that we could do everything that we can, the way we do it, it has completely changed the game. Now, I will say, as I've gone into the rabbit hole in the last couple of weeks on AI, they are saying that AI will be bigger than any of those stuff, and that gets me a little you. nervous. So keep that one in mind. Keep that in your back pocket.
0: So the wheel was the first thing that popped into my mind, but you bring up a good point, Slee, that the wheel is generally good good right like no one has used the wheel to like set us back centuries or or to make us be more fractured than ever. the internet is awesome for all of the stuff that we all like it for the convenience of it the, everything that we say. Oh, you know i wouldn't know how to do it if i didn't do it with my phone or the internet it's also a pretty dark place to walk into yeah you're right. if you don't know where you're going so yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna double up on the the internet because it's a it's a force for incredibly good and maybe just as bad
3: so I think there's two things that pop out to me, and they're both generally good. Double so, doubles. <laughs> one is penicillin, and then uh, a modern like treatment for things. Yep. So I think that's one big thing. And another thing and is Taylor fl- Swift. <laughs> no, uh, flight. So t- the idea that you could get across the United States in six hours as opposed to taking the Oregon Trail and dying of dysentery <laughs> in Idaho, you know? Having so a rattlesnake that's a bite thing.
1: you on your way. Exactly.
0: I don't think I would have been a good pioneer, Al. I feel I feel like that yeah, would be a bad, Constitution. bad lane for me. Trav the pioneer would have been a real bad a real short run. I would have started off in Boston and gotten to like Hartford and that would have been the end of it. I'm yeah, done.
3: You're part of the Donner Party. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would have never this. gotten far enough west to be a part of the Donner <laughs> Party. I would have died in
1: Ohio. Even with the technology and the planes and everything else, you still stay in just Laguna and LA live. It's so nice. it's not like I like, it's those not places. like this technology has taken you to a different level. I
2: like both of those places. I think my favorite invention is the deep fat fryer, and that's going to lead me okay. to my last question here. Did you see that a survey of the best fast food onion rings had Sonic's onion rings at the top of the list? So if Emily's you, nodding. By the way, you, they su- are you support this?
3: They're yeah, they're very good. I, but I'd argue that Cookout, uh, which is that one train, it's literally just from like Virginia to Georgia, uh, and I've told you, I think I've told you guys about this before, but they had a five dollar tray. You get three entrees and uh, a shake for five bucks and I always get onion rings so I think that they have good ones but yeah go on I think they were like
2: fourth or fifth on the list actually cookout was up there but my question is if you had to create a dream team of menu items from different fast food restaurants what items would you put on your list Taco John's (laughs) let's go with Trav on this one
0: so the burger is a no brainer for me it's a double double Dairy Queen right I don't know if I've ever had the pleasure of Dairy I Queen food. Had, I know, yeah, I've had Dairy I Queen ice cream frequently, it. yeah. and it's quite good. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go double-double for the burger. I'm going to do a McDonald's French fry. I know that that's kind of a, a mainstream answer. Um, and then the other thing, like just drink-slash-treat-slash-whatever... You're not going to find a better milkshake than the ones they make at The Habit here in L.A. Like mm. there's, it's a channel I don't know if it yeah. goes beyond Southern California. Never had their milkshakes. They're unbelievable. They're as good as you can make them at home or go to like a, an ice cream place. The Habit has unbelievable milkshakes. So that's my that's my menu.
1: I'm going. Um, I'm not going to pick in and out because you already picked in and out. So I'm just going to get off that train. Doesn't leave me with much after that, but. um, as a kid, we used to always get the Whopper, and it was like the biggest treat ever. I'm like a Whopper, but it was. It was like when it when it went from dollar ninety nine down down to ninety nine cents. We're like, we're in, we're in. <laughs> I'll go Whopper with my burger for my fries. Nobody really talks about them, which is fine. But rallies, you've mentioned that before. Amazing, amazing fries. Um, I'll go there, and then as far as. The only other thing that I'm going to get, just to kind of uh, add to my item, I-, I grew up eating the two freaking tacos from Jack in the Box. So Give me the two tacos from Great Jack choice. in the Box.
3: So I will probably copy Travis with the burger. I think In-N-Out has a superior burger, fast food-wise, to anywhere I've had. So that's one. Uh, fries, though I'm going to go, go to go Shake Shack fries. I think Shake Shack's fries are immaculate. They are so always perfectly crispy on the outside, fluffy on the inside. Only thing is they are a little expensive, but sometimes I'll, I'll splurge. And then obviously drink. We know where we're going here. We're going the strawberry Fish sprite bowl. from Yum, Strawberry Sprite <laughs> Del Taco. <laughs> little pureed strawberries with the sprite. It hits the spot every time.
0: Did you did you find a stand at Coors Field that
1: had uh, the strawberries? I kept going, going around. Sleep? Yeah, I kept uh, <laughs> kept asking, and everybody said, "Is this
0: your seat, Emily? You should you should like take it in. You know, you're not allowed to bring like food and drink from outside. You should find a way to sneak it in your purse, like a Boda bag or something."
3: Yeah, I'll get one of those things. What it's what's it called? Where you put oh, a back, where they yeah, have the whole bag on the go. back, and I'll just sit through it throughout the game. Just my wire. I want to see you
1: course. on like uh, you know you're doing one of those five k's, ten k's, and that's your drink. That's your drink the <laughs> whole way.
0: <laughs> At the, at the little halfway house where they yep. little, the little cage of cups of water. <laughs> Emily's got She's a like, card good. table set up that's just for her strawberry spice. <laughs> this is all good ideas. We're, we're full of them today. Uh, for the first time in a while, the Dodgers got some very, very bad news yesterday. And it's not short-term bad news. It could potentially be season-altering news. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.